0: Well, it is not wild cold weekend, not super wild cold weekend, but maybe maybe for this episode, wild cold weekend on the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Dennis, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Well, I'm happily not freezing my buns in Florida. Also, check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, I uh, fit being super wild cold weekend. Uh, Dennis Mickelson is here to talk all things wild cold, cold weather because we are looking at some crazy weather games in Kansas City and Buffalo this weekend. So, Dennis, uh, I'm just thinking, what are some cold or wacky <laughs> weather games you remember?
1: Well, if you go back in football time, you know, I'm old enough that I saw the Ice Bowl, uh, the championship game between Dallas and and Green Bay in the bitterest of bitter cold weather when I was a little kid. So I remember the Ice Bowl. Uh, I sat through a Bears football game. At Wrigley Field, back when they played there uh, in, the, in the distant past, it was like 37 degrees windy and rain all day. And the only good thing is that we were shielded from the wind where we were sitting, so we weren't getting the the rain coming at us as bad. So we we were in the right place in the stadium. You're kind of a away from the wind, but uh, remember that great game. Uh, with the Bears and Detroit Lions uh, back in the day. So, yeah, there were some, some crazy weather experience that I, I've seen. I was at a game at Soldier Field where it was so warm early in the game that we were having ice cream. The wind shifted off the lake and the temperature literally dropped 25 degrees while we were sitting there during the game. So, yeah, I've experienced some crazy weather, but I don't think I've experienced anything quite as crazy as what we're going to see in both Buffalo and in Kansas City this weekend.
0: How about the 19, I mean I wasn't alive for this game, but how about the 1981 Freezeable? Yes, freezeable between the San Diego Chargers and Cincinnati Bengals. How about the the Chargers went from the epic in Miami, which had a temperature of 84 degrees? We all remember Kellen Winslow cramping throughout the game. And then the very next week. Don Corleone looked like he was out for a for a jog, summer jog in Miami, and then the next week he's getting ready for the Iditarod <laughs> when it was negative when the wind chill was negative fifty nine. Oof,
1: brutal, brutal. And a don't remember or do you, you remember the fog Bowl in Chicago against the Philadelphia Eagles as well? I mean, we've had some crazy things happen. I mean, over Brett the course Fulton's of time. Home,
0: Brett Favre's last home game in, in Lambeau was an ice bowl.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But and, Tom
0: I, face looked, and Tom Coughlin's <laughs> face was frozen by the end of the game.
1: And, and there were still a couple of the crazy Green Bay Packers linemen that didn't even have sleeves on. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's just crazy when you get to see these games in this weather, but it's certainly going to affect the game planning for for both of those playoff games this week. It's it's going to be brutal weather. And, you know, we're talking about the cold in Kansas City, but I think the wind and snow in Buffalo is going to have an even bigger impact on the actual way
0: the game is played. So, um, obviously, this Saturday night, the Dolphins and your chiefs are playing a wild, wild card game at Arrowhead. uh And uh, if anybody's seen the weather forecast, it I mean, weather forecast can change, but it is looking like maybe not the coldest game, but one of the coldest games in league history. It's definitely going to be the coldest game in Dolphin. In history. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it is going to be crazy because it, the high temperature on Saturday and, and why for the life of me they decided to schedule the game in Kansas City at night uh, is, is beyond me. They obviously just wanted it to fit in for the Peacock thing because they figured that more people would be buying because it's Mahomes if they don't already have Peacock but the high temperature on Saturday afternoon will be a balmy eight degrees. And by game time, I wouldn't be surprised if we're in the single digits below zero already because that next blast of cold air moves in. And there's a slight chance Dylan that we could get into some very powdery light, dry snow, um, that's only about a 20% chance right now. But when you get these cold air masses and you start bringing the overrunning moisture over the top of that, it doesn't take much to trigger off a little bit of snow flurry or snow shower action. So I'd, I'd look at that as a possibility by late in the game. But the main feature is just cold, 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 man. It's It's going to be pretty nasty. The only thing is... At least the winds will be dying down a little bit. Uh, During the day on Saturday, we'll probably have gusts into the mid to upper 20s. By the evening, when kickoff starts at 7 p.m., the winds will be still pretty brisk, probably in that 15 to 18 mile an hour with gusts into the mid 20s. As the game wears on, the winds could come down a little bit. So that'll be some... Relief, but not much. We're looking at windchill values probably closing in on minus 20 during the game. I mean, that's that's pretty brutal for Kansas City. For Green Bay, that'd be a walk in the park in January. But uh, for Kansas City, that's, uh, that's going to be uh, the coldest Chiefs playoff game that they've ever had.
0: What is the coldest Chiefs playoff game going into this weekend?
1: They had a game where they played in about. 10 degrees above zero temperature and the wind chill was about minus eight, minus 10, somewhere in that range and a little bit of light snow, but that's about the worst that they've gotten. You know, remember for many years, the chiefs were eliminated long by the time January came along. So they didn't have to worry about that weather. And recently we've been seeing a charmed life of, of nice mild temperatures relative to the season um when they've been hosting these uh, playoff games here, uh, you know, pretty cool. They've had the last six AFC championship games at home. It'll be a little tougher to make it number seven this year.
0: Yeah, especially because Kansas City's three seed, and if Fulham holds, the Chiefs will actually have to play a road playoff game.
1: Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Um you know, Mahomes is is typically played pretty good on the road. It's, you know, not gonna be a big deal, I don't think. Um, you know, I think Dylan, there could be a lot of upsets though this first week. I mean, Pittsburgh you wouldn't give much of a chance against the Bills if it was in good weather. But what are the what do the Pittsburgh Steelers do well? They run the ball. And if you're going to be playing in snow and high winds, I mean, we're talking wind gusts into the forties for Buffalo on Sunday, the running game is going to be the key. Maybe they slog out a a win, you know, and a weird upset wind in weird weather. And then, you, you know, the rest of the playoff games, I mean, the Packers and the Cowboys, the Cowboys have, throwing some duds out there except at home where they're undefeated this year but i wouldn't even consider that a major upset Then, of course you get the rams visiting the lions you know the the uh the matt stafford bowl uh and you know the rams i think have got a good chance of winning that one on the road uh, you know the eagles and the buccaneers you know i know the buccaneers are the the lower seed and are supposed to win this game, but I like the Buccaneers to to hold form at home. And then Browns Texans, you know, that could be another upset game with the Browns. Wouldn't be surprised if they can beat the Texans. So we could have some mayhem on wildcard weekend this year.
0: Yeah, obviously with Mahomes, we know what he's done. He's what? seemingly been in the AFC Championship game with South career, but we've not but we've not seen Mahomes play a lot of cold, cold weather games. I mean last year's AFC Championship game was cold the one in New England Kansas City was cold too, but this one's gonna be if not an ice bowl, pretty on close to one. So how do you think Mahomes will fare?
1: Yeah there's a big difference when you're Talking cold weather, okay. If you're in the 15 to 20 degree range, that's cold. But when you're zero to five below and wind chills colder than that, that's a whole nother level of cold. Every single hit is going to hurt. The ball is going to be slippery. So the Chiefs, you know, wide receivers who have had the dropsies all year. It's not like they're going to all of a sudden get glue hands in the cold. So I think you're going to continue to have some issues. But what if the Chiefs done really well this year, which is surprising? They've run the ball pretty darn good with Isaiah Pacheco against a lot of teams. And let's face it, the Dolphins are probably going to give up some yardage here. So I I like the chances of the Chiefs winning, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I do not think we're going to see Mahomes and Tua putting on a big old passing show. I think we are going to see pretty conservative football, playoff football, and I think the Chiefs will be able to get it done at home. Uh, You know, all the worries about how would Mahomes handle a cold game? Well, how will Tua handle a cold game? I don't think he's... Been in a game under 20 degrees in his career. So it's going to be a tough, tough nay for, for Mr. Uh, Mr. Tua. But um, the other thing is they come in, the dolphins come in, you know, you got Tyreek Hill with his foot bothering him and some other ailments. You got Waddle with injury concerns. You got Mostert with injury concerns in 70 degree weather down in Miami, they would still be having issues In that cold man, everything's gonna hurt just a little bit more. So I'm I'm looking at the Dolphins coming in a little bit more banged up than my Chiefs are, which gives my Chiefs a little advantage, I think.
0: Yeah, and plus two of two is from Hawaii, played his college football in Alabama, and is now in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. So let's just say this: two is not played in this whole one. I mean the Dolphins played the Bills in that snow game last year, but this game's going to be way colder than that.
1: I think I saw a stat this week that he has only played in a couple of games below 35 degrees, and he's lost both of them. So it's not just a case of being bad in the cold. He doesn't have any experience in the cold. And, uh, and you know, I, I just don't see the Dolphins coming into this game hot, you know. <laughs> certainly not after they get off the plane. But I just don't see their them playing their best football right now either. It's not like the Chiefs have been burning it up, but you know, defense wins championships. Defense in the playoffs is strong, and the Chiefs' defense this is the best defense that they've had in the Mahomes era. So I like their chances of at least getting through the first round here with Miami and then seeing how things match up after
0: that. Do you remember? I was just thinking. Do you remember a 2008 game between the Dolphins and Chiefs and Arrowhead?
1: Now you got a better memory than I do. You can remember a lot more than I can. I'm getting old, Dylan.
0: (laughs) Well, well, it was 10 degrees for the. Well, the temperature was 10 degrees for that game in 2008, and. Amazingly, the Miami Dolphins won 38-31. to 31. I think that was, yeah, that was Shad Pennington thrown for three touchdowns. Wow. Tyler Quickpin was Kansas City's starter that day. <laughs>
1: yeah, that could explain a lot, can't it? <laughs> I, I did mention there were some lean years for my Chiefs way back when, didn't I?
0: Yeah, Kansas City was yeah, Kansas City was not good that year. can I think the Chiefs ended up after this game? The Chiefs were two and thirteen. Oof!
1: You know it's it's been wonderful in the Mahomes era that a three seed in the AFC is is considered a horrible year. Uh, there are a lot of Chiefs fans who really don't understand what horrible means. I I lived through the Mike Livingston days. They were short, but they were awful. Uh so yeah, I I've I've kind of forgotten how much of doormats we were for a few years in the history way back when, but uh you know it's been a long time since they've been really bad. So that's that's the only good thing I got as a Chiefs fan.
0: Do you remember the Romeo Connell Iowa? <laughs>
1: That one I do. Yeah. It's, we had some adventurous uh, coaching decisions. Uh, I even go back to the Paul Wiggins days, as short and sweet as those were. So we had some, we had some really bad coaching decisions and, you know, it, it's amazing because there's a, a couple of guys that have come into the chiefs and coached the chiefs where they were incredible as defensive coordinators. Romeo Cornell is a really good coordinator he was kind of overmatched as a coach, as a head coach.
0: Maybe that's, maybe that's why some of these DCs look at playing and with the Chargers, uh, <laughs> laying down as head coach.
1: Yeah, it's, it, you know, right now, the the great thing about being a Chiefs fan, you know, Andy Reid will do some strange things from time to time. He has a lot of fun with the adventurous plays, you uh, but Andy Reid's a winner. You know, Andy Reid, you know, a bad season. This is a bad season for the Chiefs. How, how many teams, how many other franchises would like to have this as their bad season? So that's that's the one thing that has been pretty uh, – I've been really spoiled in the Mahomes-Reed
0: era. Well, we mentioned a lot about uh, Miami and Kansas City. How about the other – cold windy snowy game in a Orchard Park between the Steelers and Bills where uh the weather uh, if you like if you like football and the elements Buffalo's gonna be your place on Sunday afternoon.
1: Oh yeah yeah it's gonna have all the elements as a matter of fact because you will get snow you will get cold temperatures although their high temperature on Sunday will be up around 25. It'll be low 20s at game time. But that west wind, west to northwest wind, there, I mean, we're talking 20 to 30 mile an hour sustained. And wind gusts on Sunday, I, I won't be surprised, Dylan, if we see wind gusts in the mid to upper 40s reported around that area uh, on Sunday. We are talking in Incredibly strong winds. Anything over 25 mile an hour on a wind gust is going to have a major effect on the game. When it's into the 40s, it just it really changes the the entire way that this game is played. It's going to be a field position game all the way. We're going to see some weird, wacky punts. We'll see some, you know, we'll probably see a 17 yard punt along the way into the wind it's just going to be one of those weird games where you just don't know what's going to happen. And there is a chance for some pretty heavy snow during the day as well. And, you know, neither team is really built for that. If anybody's built for the snow, it's Pittsburgh better than Buffalo. Um, But we're going to be looking at Josh Allen, probably taking a lot of this on himself with some, some, you know, scheduled runs for him in this brutal weather. It's it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, we have been spoiled lately during the fantasy football playoffs, so we haven't seen much in the way of weird weather happenings. But, boy, we're certainly getting it for the NFL playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game was one of the few wacky weather spots yeah. we've seen. But, like, Buffalo was in the 50s during Christmas, and I'm like, Buffalo in the 50s? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's it's been a crazy weather pattern. We knew that, you know, one thing you can always count on in weather is that it will even up. It will average out. Uh, so when whenever I see those nice warm temperatures early part of winter, I'm like, eh, we're going to pay for this later.
0: Yeah, now, now how much snow have you guys gotten?
1: We have not gotten much at all. We got about a half inch the other day and it's all gone and then we got a few flakes but you go about a hundred and ten miles away from here they had over a foot so I'm not uh, I, I'm pretty happy here in downstate Illinois we we, we dodged the bullet. Unfortunately, we are not going to be dodging the bullet. The, for the next go-round, I think we will be dealing with their own set of snow in here. But, hey, I'm not leaving the house Saturday. All I'm doing is watching football this weekend.
0: So let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow a couple <laughs> a couple of weeks after the holidays ended, right?
1: There you go. There you
0: go. So um, obviously you mentioned Josh Allen, Mean. To play in Buffalo, guys need big arms and ability of throwing the ball in the wind. Is Josh Allen the perfect wind, rain, cold weather cell quarterback?
1: He would be, with the exception of anytime the wind is gusting over forty. Uh, you don't, you, you, even if you got a howitzer on your shoulder, which he does. I don't think it's going to help much. I mean, we're talking every flight of this ball is going to be dictated. But, you know, here's here's one guy. If you're putting together a fantasy football lineup for this weekend, I would really give Leonard Fournette a look. I He's kind of a guy that will probably do well in awful weather. You know, he's a big guy. He can hit that hole. And just kind of plow his way forward. I would expect to see a pretty even split between him and James Cook. But, yeah, Josh Allen, there's no doubt that he has the big arm. But the what he does have, though, is, is, is like all-wheel traction, man. That that guy is pretty nimble uh, in the bad weather. So I look for the whole offense to be going through Josh, but with a lot of runs. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Josh Allen run the ball 15 to 20 times this weekend.
0: I mean, Josh Allen was Buffalo's lead in in Miami.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to have to be the way the offense goes because I don't think the passing game passed a very short little passes. You know, I I really don't see the passing games. I I would be very surprised if either quarterback's over 200 yards in this one because that's how brutal the wind is going to be.
0: Maybe, maybe a lot of screens to Cook. Maybe a lot of easy throws to Kincaid, Knox, or Diggs. And for Pittsburgh, I'm not sure if Mason Rudolph's throwing deep bombs to George Pickens. So maybe a big Deontay Johnson. I do like the running backs or Frye uh, frying move they ever would throw him the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I see this as being a running game. This is old-fashioned you know turn back the clock to the 1960s run the ball you know it, it, usually they they talked about 3 yards in a cloud of dust now it's going to be 3 yards in a puff of snow <laughs> you know that's uh, about all we're going to see but it, it's going to be an interesting game i don't know how the over under on that game is gone but it should be coming down quite a bit what are, what do they have it at
0: 35
1: and a half boy i i i don't think we're going to see scores in the 30s i think uh i think this is like this is kind of like a 14 to 7 game maybe uh i think it's gonna be a pretty low scoring game and that's the only thing that i feel pretty confident about for this game is a lot of runs a lot of running game being the the decider but uh very low scoring game that's that's kind of what i'm expecting up in buffalo i it's it could be about one of the more wicked snow games. Um, maybe they can get that guy from New England <laughs> that, that comes in and and it is so good about you know plowing out a spot for the kicker. Remember that way back when? Uh, and they got a little practice last week. You know they're they're out there with the uh, with the leaf blowers uh, every every time out. Trying to find the uh, yard lines again. That's maybe, what's going to possibly happen in Buffalo. They're going to they're going to be doing. Maybe the field crew is going to get a lot of attention out there. But it it could be a very brutal game.
0: Maybe Bill Belichick can be, can bring the snowplow over time. And now that he's no longer coaching the Patriots. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah, it's uh, you know there's there's a lot of availability to move equipment down from New England. They're done for the year. <laughs>
0: Maybe, done well, who knows, maybe a few quarterbacks or coaches might <laughs> reside there in April and May. Oh, yes, indeed.
1: We're going to have a lot of change in the NFL next year, aren't we? It's going to be crazy.
0: Eight coaches.
1: And counting. I
0: don't think we're done yet. <laughs> but yeah, especially if, uh I know what you're thinking. If somebody loses on Monday night, he might be uh, finito.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't, nothing would shock me when it, when it comes to uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, nothing would shock me that that has been one of the worst finishes to a season that I can remember of a team that was really highly regarded. But their defense has been absolute trash this year. Their interior line, they're, they're, their front lineman is the only part of that defense that has been the least bit tough. Uh, everywhere else you can exploit that Eagles defense, and I think we're going to see it from the Buccaneers.
0: Maybe the Eagles' two best coaches left. I mean, one of them left for Indianapolis, one of them left for Arizona. I mean, look at what the colonels did. I mean, if not for that pick six, Arizona wins that game by double digits. We are getting a
1: good example of just how important those coordinators are on both the offense and the defense. Look at my Chiefs. Eric Bieniemy is gone. You know this year, and that offense took us took a nosedive. And you you can't black blame the lack of wide receivers because they didn't have any better wide receivers last year. Juju Smith-Schuster, that's their better wide receiver from last year. He's, he was not as good as as uh, Rasheed Rice, but the difference is they had a little better scheme going. So maybe Andy needs to take over the clipboard a little bit more. And, you know, I know he's calling the plays as usual, but maybe he needs to start working on the offensive game plan a little more. Uh, maybe that's part of the problem in Kansas City as well.
0: Could it also be that Travis Kelsey A is maybe fine, finally aging and B hanging out too much for Taylor Swift?
1: Well, this is a great opportunity. Why don't you play go go twelve personnel and put Taylor Swift out on the field? Yeah, it just causes, a, causes a distraction, you know, might might open some things up, you know.
0: Oh better yet, oh better yet, you want to tell us what songs go. 15 personnel.
1: Ah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I gotta shake it off and get back to football.
0: You should have said no. <laughs>
1: Sadly, with her with her repertoire of songs, we could continue all day on this theme.
0: Well then why is the game on Peacock and Taylor Swift can be singing on the internet all night?
1: Well, here's the here's the opportunity that, that Peacock does is just not taking advantage of. And I, I tried to give their marketing folks a heads up on this on Twitter the other day. They need to have three different channels for this game on Peacock this week. You have the normal channel, okay, you have the Taylor Swift channel is never seen channel. And then you have the channel for the Swifties where there's always a Taylor Swift, you know, inset up in the corner. So Peacock, I, I'm telling you guys, you're missing out on a great opportunity. There's so many people that despise Taylor Swift. They would pay an extra two bucks for, for Peacock if they didn't have to see her at all. And then there for the Swifties, they probably pay 10 bucks to, to see Taylor all, all, Game long, just kind of dancing up in the corner of your screen. So, Peacock missed out on a great marketing opportunity. I'm telling you,
0: and and then we pay an extra, and then we we'll pay an extra ten bucks when Tyree Kill and Jay and Water eventually uh, dance in the end. Zone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's I, you know, the one thing I can say, though, is I think we got a better chance of seeing Isaiah Pacheco in the end zone than Kelsey this week, but uh, we'll see. It's It's been a rough year for Travis. He came into the season hurt, and he's played all through it, except for missing that first game, and then, of course, being rested when everybody was out last week, and they still were able to beat the Chargers, which was a pretty big indictment of the chargers, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game and uh, these weird wacky weather games on weird, wacky wild card, super weekend, whatever the heck they're billing it as this year. uh, It certainly adds another wrinkle to things. And I wouldn't be surprised Dylan, if we see more mayhem, more upsets during the playoffs this year, just on wildcard weekend that we saw all last year combined.
0: Yeah. I mean, the three dome games, three cold weather games. I don't think the weather in Tampa is looking quite like it was of day or two ago. The one still could be rain, but temperature is not going to be anywhere near what it is in Buffalo or Kansas city. Just rain. And I'm like, both teams should be familiar. I mean, one team plays in Florida, the other team plays in Philly. It I don't think the, Philly, the Eagles have played enough rain games. At and, it,
1: and it's going to be typical Florida weather. You know, you'll see a shower, and then it'll be probably gone by later in the game. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be an all-day rain with heavy wind or anything like that. So, yeah, it could be a little slick going, but I don't think it's going to be a major. Made- impact on the outcome I just I think the major impact on the outcome there is do the Eagles defenders decide to show up this week uh, and, because will they've been missing an action.
0: and will A.J. Brown Devontae Smith be healthy for said game
1: yeah that's that's a big if um, I they're certainly not going to be up to their usual speed that's for sure and Jalen Hurts has, has been off here down the stretch I don't think he's healthy either that hand injury is going to be interesting so you you've got a battered Eagles offense coming in and you got a, a Eagles defense that's MIA it's it is going to take a, a bit for them to pull off the win and you know I it's been rough I, I would imagine it's been a little rough on Philadelphia sports radio for those Eagles lately.
0: Well, one more question. Uh, What quarterback, it doesn't have to be in any of the bad weather games, could be a dome quarterback, but what player do you think benefits the most from playing a dome playoff game this weekend?
1: I think it's the stafford Golf matchup is going to be really impressive. Goff has had a huge home-away split the last two seasons and an even bigger split when there's the least bit of wind So I think that is probably going to be one of the more entertaining games of the weekend, if you like offense. Because I think both quarterbacks will feel very at home there indoors. Um, And I think both teams have given up some big plays as well. So I would say that that game is probably going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean golf would have been my choice because seemingly he's a different quarterback away from full fourth field. I mean, I remember telling my friends, you know, the Bears are gonna beat the Lions week fourteen because the Detroit Lions play all dome games like the last two things be except week fourteen at the Bears. And then guess what happened? The Bears won. Because Jared Goff's not the same quarterback outside on grass.
1: No, he he is not, and that team is not the same um, on natural turf either. That team is built for speed. You know, you got Amon Ross, Saint Brown. You got uh, Jamar Gibbs. Those guys are quick, man, and and the the grass slows them down a little bit and I'll kind of even things I'll up. But
0: you I'll tell you what, other team is slowed down by grass, the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh,
1: boy, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they really love that home cooking, don't they? They get away from home, and they've been pretty beatable this year. But, you know, the crazy thing is, Love has been playing so well for the Packers down the stretch of games. So if the Packers can keep that game close, I think they got a shot. I think that's going to be a close game.
0: I'll tell you what, if that game's close in the end, I don't want Mike McCarthy coaching my team. <laughs> he might throw the ball and they say, run the ball, you idiot.
1: How how about this for, you know, this NFL script writer? I mean, they, they put this whole thing together for the wildcard weekend because you got the Packers taking on their old coach there with McCarthy. You know, you got the Stafford golf Bowl going on. I mean it's just all of these uh, all of these scenarios that came together you got the Browns and Texans you know the, the Browns grabbed the 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 Texans quarterback and paid a, a you know king's ransom for him and the Texans got the best young quarterback in the league right now uh with CJ Stroud the best rookie uh, who's coming in? It, the script writers. I'm telling you, this whole NFL thing must be fixed. Look at all these scripts. You got Tyreek, yeah. Tyreek coming back home to play Kansas City. I mean, you you couldn't have scripted this out. Any? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe they did script it. Uh, oh, I'm just kidding you. Know, no, no tinfoil on the bald hat. Uh, it's. Uh, but it is kind of uh, funny how each one of these games sort of has its own theme.
0: I mean it's gonna it's gonna be a wild and crazy weekend. I mean Saturday games, Sunday games, Monday games. I'm like I'm like I I don't know what to expect this weekend.
1: I would expect craziness. That's what I expect. I would expect three or more upsets this week. Um it, it's just gonna throw the playoffs into a tizzy it's it's just not going to be as predictable as usual because if you look at it this year the only team when they've been healthy okay when they've been healthy the only team in the entire nfl that has been tough to beat and has looked dominant or san francisco 49ers when they've been healthy you haven't been able to beat them this year every other team including the Baltimore Ravens have thrown some really weird games up on the schedule uh, you know on the schedule this year. It, there is not an unbeatable team in the NFL because all it would take is one little injury to those uh, to the 49ers They get an injury on that offensive line. you know that big old tackle of theirs missed some games and they looked ordinary, didn't they So other than that though, I don't see a single team. In the wild card weekend, there's not a single game, Dylan, where I would be up. I would be shocked if the outcome went different the way the odds makers were playing it. That's how crazy this weekend could be. And on top of that, you got two big weather games, maybe three with the Monday night game. So, yeah, it's, it, I think it's chaos incorporated this weekend.
0: I would be shocked that Pittsburgh beat uh, Buffalo this weekend. I mean, the, Bills are used to the cold, windy snow. Not that Pittsburgh isn't, but the Seals that play two emotional road games in row—Seattle, Baltimore—and now play Buffalo for a third straight road game. The Bills on the Bills of the two seed feel like they got away with one, having been penalized for all those one-possession losses. Josh Allen, I don't care about turnovers. I don't think they're the same more. I don't think you can stop Josh Allen. The only person who can stop Josh Allen is Josh Josh Allen. Allen.
1: Now you're exactly right. It's you know, those turnovers have really killed them this year in the games that they've lost. But if you look at the games, they've won. They've played the higher wire act because he's still turned the ball over, but he just is a gamer and you get him with the ball with a chance to win and he can get it done. It's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, But you know, again, that Buffalo defense has looked great many weeks. And then other weeks you're scratching your head going, is this the same team? that I saw the last couple of weeks. So it's I just don't look at any team as unbeatable this week. If you were to look at any team as, as being the one you least expect to lose this week, it would certainly be the Bills, but then you get the weather added in. And as soon as you add crazy weather, we have seen crazy things in the NFL history. So I, I kind of like, the chances of the Steelers pulling off a weird upset here. I'm going to call it because I think their running game is going to be able to slog out something. Um, Whereas I think Buffalo, you know, their offense might be uh, kind of neutered a little bit with the exception of Josh Allen. If, If Pittsburgh can keep him bottled up a little bit, they'll be in better shape. That Pittsburgh defense has been pretty good this year. You know,
0: JJ Watt though.
1: That is a big blow. That is a big blow. That is that is a huge blow. And if you look at their, their record without JJ Watt, uh when he's missed time over the last three years, it, it is really it's really tough. But again, weather being the crazy equalizer here, um, when you have a have a really strong team. You know, you don't want to see bad weather. You want to see that team have every one of its advantages, and they're not going to this week.
0: All right, Dennis. So uh, thanks for hopping on. Uh, hopefully, uh, you uh good luck to your Chiefs. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Mahomes and Company and Travis Kelsey can handle the uh, brutal cold this Saturday night. And Maybe Kansas City could host its what sixth straight AFC Championship game in a couple weeks.
1: It would be crazy. There's a lot of craziness that has to happen to make that happen this year. But hey, it's time for Mahomes to go on the road and you know pull out a game on the road uh, and do something. Now this is it. You know this season for the Chiefs has been an interesting one, and you know. Anything here from now on, every every win in the playoffs is a bonus for me. Uh, we've had a great ride, so you know we're we're due a bad year. But hey, I kind of like this as a bad year. This is this is my level of bad year that I can tolerate. Uh, unlike your Jaguars but uh i had to i had to get that dig in you knew i wasn't gonna go the whole show without that but no thanks for for the for having me on always a great uh time visiting with you